0: Hello, humans! Hello, humans! October 25. It's, uh... Almost 9. Getting a late start this morning. Heading inland. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. Don't, Don't do that. Cancel. My car is trying to do shit on my phone. Anyway, um... So a rough morning. I mean, we've had a had the shit kicked out of us by uh, wonky electricity, fried our heat system, and then um, we've had seriously cold weather. We're going to get uh, supposed to be down to freezing on the beach. So they're on uh, this weekend. So they're thinking maybe Saturday or Sunday we might get this um, effect of uh, ice crystals in the surf. But you know, uh, it's still cold though. I mean, it's thirty. It was 36 uh, this morning up uh, on the bluff where we live, and it was 34 down on the beach itself. Anyway, heading into town, um, like I say, it was kind of a rough morning because the first thing out the gate doing my email were a lot of emails about uh, people freaking out. They were um, losing it over um, some stuff that... Uh, Penny Kelly and uh, and uh, Joe JSnip4 had said last night on uh, Jc's Beyond Mystic, um, I think that it's a wacky woo or whatever. Anyway, so people were freaking out about Penny Kelly saying there's going to be a micro nova in 10 years time, and that you know the sun's swelling and the and the moon didn't cover it in the eclipse. Well, she's making all kinds of assumptions that are not valid, okay? I think it's horse uh, There's no evidence ever anywhere of a micro nova. Uh, this is a... Um, uh, there. There is stuff that is claimed as an evidence by David Dubine, but he's got all kinds of assumptions about that stuff that make him think this. Those assumptions are not valid. So um, neither is the... Um, catastrophe cycles that uh, we see with, um, that he, he talks about and some of these other people talk about. A lot of the things that they are saying are cyclic uh, are incidents that happened that are separated in time, but they don't have any clue as to what caused those incidents, right? And so um, uh, you could say, oh, well, the, the Younger Dryas um, uh, Ice Age, mini ice age was um, uh, shut down it was it was stopped it was undone by a couple of meteors coming in right about 12,000 years ago and uh, and they seem to have a 12,000 year cycle on some of the site on the some of these disasters but the problem is Uh, You don't know what caused those meteors to come in 12,000 years ago. And they coincidentally uh, happened at the same time that we get a uh, destruction of this island that used to exist. And this island was like the size of the UK, like the size of um, uh, England and Scotland, right? And part of Ireland. This is a big fucking island. And it used to exist between South America and Antarctica. And it kept Antarctica warm by funneling warm air down. And when it was removed, which it was, we see this island all over, scattered all over the bottom of the ocean down there. And when it was removed, it it allowed um, winds to form at latitude 40 that circle endlessly. And they they create a wind wall that isolates Antarctica and causes it to be frozen. Okay, without that wind wall, Antarctica, it would be uh, tropical as it was. Um, this, this, we think that this shit happened, uh, after or, or further back than 12,000 years ago, but it might've happened as, as long ago as, uh, 250,000 years. We just don't know time frames on some of this stuff. Right. And it's impossible for us to judge. So, uh, so David Dubine has influenced Penny Kelly because Penny Kelly has obviously listened to him. And is talking micronovas. Well, there's no evidence whatsoever of micronova, and so Penny Kelly is wrong, and she's wrong in her assumptions. So she's saying, oh, because the sun stuck out like a um, uh, a white wall tire around the moon, the sun is swollen. Well, what if the moon is shrunk? Right, the moon's a projection in any event. Right, it is not as she thinks. It is not a sphere. It is not a um, planetoid right it is a an object a device a construction and so it's under intelligent control so there's no natural consequences involved in the moon it's under intelligent control anyway so there's not going to be a micro nova of the Sun in ten years Penny Kelly is is hugely wrong Um, I do not have a um, Okay, so there's not a lot of evidence that any of her forecasts are accurate, all right? Any of the stuff from the guides and all of this sort of thing from her books, none of that shit has appeared. There's, She was saying apparently that there's battles on the moon and the bad guys have been, been defeated. Well, the moon is a device, there's no battles going on top of it, There's no battles going in in it. There's no evidence of any of that at all. And so she's getting this information out of her mind, making this shit up. Her mind is making this stuff up in order to fulfill her wishes. And her wishes are that she knows some information about the moon. And it has no information, but it's quite happy to make it up for her. Um, You know, there are no battles going on on the moon that way. There's all kinds of freaky-deaky shit going on in the moon, okay? And this is another thing. Okay, so um, I don't know that Penny Kelly has a process, okay? Uh, she, There's no formalized method. She doesn't go into it in terms of she just uh, puts the results out, Um uh, unlike, say, Dick Allgaier, right? His his remote viewing crew, they've got this uh, defined process. They work it continuously. They've been working it for years. It is repeatable. It, it produces repeatable results that are able to be validated in less than a month or so because they're doing these things with these one-month look-aheads. If we, if we examine Penny Kelly's one-month look-aheads, she's not very accurate at all. And um, uh, unlike Dick Allgaier where they don't know what they're sketching. They don't know what is the proximate cause for a lot of this stuff, but they have the um, the headline, right? So they have the the view that we'll all get in the, um, uh, what we laughingly call the news. And, um, and so they can be validated and they're validated on a monthly process. Ah, eh, crap. We got some kind of major road shit going on here. Just what we need. Anyway, so... Um, uh, anyway, so uh, Dick Algyer's process is repeatable, all right? They know what they're fucking doing. And they um, uh, do it uh, repetitiously, and you have a validation on that uh, repetition that is uh, able to be checked over time. Hang on, i got to do some tricky driving... Road work, tree work, power guys. Uh, okay, they're telling me to go slow. He's too close to that exit area there. Anyway, um, geez, giant low boys. They're bringing in heavy equipment for something. Oh, like maybe water line or something or sewer. Anyway, um... So, uh, Dick Allgeyer's stuff uh, I find to have some validity, uh, but mostly I discount uh, Penny Kelly's stuff, right? And uh, this is also the same with um, uh, Joe's dreams. Okay, so anybody can have uh, accurate uh, dream states that are forecasting uh, uh, near immediate future events, all right? This is an understood kind of a thing. Um, but, uh, it's entirely subjective how you interpret it, and so on. What you think you saw in the dream, and uh, the repetition of the dreams successfully is not there. And even if you have a dream journal and you're keeping track of all of this, you will have a tendency of a of a bias, of a known bias, to make yourself. Uh, valid in your dreams, and so you'll reinterpret at the time of, of the events. Unlike Dick Allguyer stuff, where they sketch it out, they draw it out, and you can clearly see where they are correct or not. And also, there's the issue of timing, but leaving the timing aside, um, what p- freaked people out was that we're at like <coughs> 33 34,000 on Bitcoin, and um. Joe is saying, sell everything at, when, when it hits 38000 sell everything you got and wait for the crash and then buy it back cheap. And I think he's full of shit. I think that dream of his is, is uh, fixated in his mind and has no validity relative to that um, uh, statement that he's making. And he's thinking that gold and silver are going to crash in price and uh and then he's going to buy tether which is which is tied to the US dollar which is losing its uh purchasing power uh by the moment so so none of that makes a lot of sense guys the um i'm going to i'm actually waiting to see if he does it to see if he when it hits 38,000 if he if he sells everything because it going to be in a world of hurt um my expectation is that we will still have the $100,000 uh Bitcoin price parties. And at this rate, it might be, you know, if we're picking up 20% in seven days and uh, that trend even cut in half, uh, held up, we'd have 100,000 Bitcoin prices by Christmas, uh, maybe into January. Um, The dollar is, is dying. So there is no reason to suspect that there's going to be a crash in anything relative to dollar terms. Why should anything fall in the value of a dollar when the hyper when the the inflation is pushing uh, this hard on the dollar? And my data is showing that. January, February, somewhere in there, we're going to get into some serious double-digit inflation because of the shit the Fed's going to try and do to support all of the Biden regime shit. Biden wants another $100 billion to give to Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine. Okay, so how does that benefit the United States? It does not. How does it hurt the United States? It takes all of our resources and sends them overseas. And it it creates a vast quantity, a tranche of money that will be coming back here and causing further fucking inflation. And so if you have further fucking inflation, why buy into the dollar? Why sell anything and go into the dollar? so anyway, so I think Joe's wrong, I think Penny Kelly is wrong, I think that Penny Kelly's process is uh, not to be trusted, and I don't trust prophetic dreams to continue. Okay, because dreams are a function, dreams are highly complex. Uh, they don't just happen, no matter how much you want to have a dream, no matter how much you ask your spirit guides to give you a prophetic dream. Yeah, you'll dream, but does it? Is it meaningful? Not necessarily. It could be that you're dreaming as a result of the, you know, the spices in the pizza, or the, you know, something else that you took that day that affects your uh, mental um, processes. Okay, so this is the problem with with woo that if you don't have a scientific approach to your psychicness, then you basically have no approach to it, and you're either believing it all the time or you're not, and and that's really what it comes down to. Um, it's it's really complicated. You can go into it if you read uh, Ingo Swann stuff. Uh, uh his books on ESP, he specifically warns against uh, body processes uh, attachment, okay? So um, to a certain extent, this also affects like Dick Allgaier, okay? So Dick Allgaier uses a body processes attachment in order to come up with uh, forecasts. And so what he'll do is he'll get a vision, right? And so uh, he's described this to me repeatedly. And uh, what they do is they, he gets the, the RV, the remote viewing vision, and he says, uh, Oh, it looks like, um, you know, uh, there's this kind of uh, explosion or something, and there's all these woods, and uh, there's a stream here, and, uh, and uh, over there is a dam. All right? Now, so he's got an explosion, it's happening out in the woods somewhere, and there is a dam, like a, you know, a water water dam damming up a river somewhere, that's in reasonable proximity to where the explosion is going to take place. Now, as far as Dick Allgaier's RV visions and all of his people, Daz and all these other guys, I trust that, right? That's a pretty good uh, description of an upcoming event, although we don't have magnitude, we don't have location, we don't have timing. And so then what he does is he'll make these little squiggles. So he'll make like four little squiggles. And one little squiggle will be labeled winter, one spring, one uh, summer, and one fall. And then he'll look at his vision and then he'll go touch the little squiggle that says spring. And then he'll look at his vision and his drawing and then he'll touch the one that says winter and then fall, um, et cetera, right, and summer. And whichever one, quote, feels appropriate, then that's how he determines uh, what timing to apply to it, and so he's using a body processes. Now, uh, you know, what if he was taking blood pressure medicine, and maybe he had low blood pressure, and he took his high blood pressure his medicine that raises blood pressure, and so maybe that makes him his body respond to this body processes. So Ingo Swan was not a fan of body processes. Um, mechanisms that are unchecked okay so he had uh, it wasn't like ingo didn't use these but he had multiple uh, systemic or or systematic and um, strategic uh, approaches to these processes so he would never trust a single one uh, so he might do that same kind of squiggle thing that Dick Algyer does, but he's going to use three or four other techniques to validate that because you can't trust your body. Now, especially body responses, especially these days, where we've got chemtrails, we've got polluted food, you got fifty thousand chemicals that didn't used to exist in our food, um, all different kinds of shit. We got electromagnetic radiation. Um, by the way, I just found a 5G um light system uh, about a mile and a half from my um uh my house out here on the coast so they're creeping out along here as well um anyway though so um uh, so ingo had this this multiplicity of effects and even so he would m- many times in his writings you you see that he's talking about um, he did not trust this particular body processes and he, and this turns out to be uh, valid because later on this XYZ happened and it showed that if he had trusted it he would have been wrong and he actually had the psychic intuition to not trust the processes. So he would sort of rely on his body up to a certain extent, and then if he got that psychic impression that, uh uh-oh, this ain't going right, then he would just ignore it. So he always came back to the mental processes that he had um, in place and was refining over all of that time. Um, Anyway, so I don't know that Penny Kelly does any of this, right? And I know Joe doesn't. Joe has a... um, routine of writing his dreams down in a journal and that's basically it and then he goes back and he validates but uh, it's just like with my stuff matching words uh for events is really difficult that's why I really like uh the remote viewing that um Dick Allgaier and his group uh do is because they have the processes that is visual that is recorded at the time uh by their sketches and filling in the little grids in their in their um uh, or filling in the little cells in their grid process that allows them to define all the characteristics and to explore the remote viewing vision. So, so I really do think that that um, remote viewing is is highly accurate and very worthwhile. But it's also not mechanistic, and and you can uh, lead yourself into trouble by not having these sorts of processes. So, as I say, will Joe sell everything at 38? In my opinion, he'd be a fool if he sold BTC at 38,000. He's going to be an idiot because he won't be able to buy it back. It won't crash, right? Um, it, uh, you know. So, in any event, though, so I don't think his dream is valid. And and if he does, then he'll sell everything at 38, and he will suffer the consequences. Um, anyway, though, so now. Now, like, I've got, the reason I'm onto this is I got so many damn emails and so many people freaking out because we're so close to 38,000. They want to know, am I going to sell? You know, this kind of stuff. And it's like, sell, get dollars for Bitcoin? Fuck no. Who wants dollars? Who wants to buy into the Biden regime? And that's what you're doing. You're buying into the Fed. You're buying into the deep state if you sell for dollars or tether. Tether's a fucking, but I won't go into that. And XRP, okay, so the only customer for XRP are the banks, and the banks are failing. Thirty-nine banks are laying people off right now. Thirty-nine banks will be closed by the time we get to Christmas. All right, that's going to take a big chunk out of the USA banking infrastructure. So, where Tether? Where XRP? Both of these fuckers are tied to banks. Tether is a stable coin that's tied to your inflation, to the US dollar. And so, in my opinion, anybody buying Tether is an idiot. Same thing with XRP, right? There is no validation, no use for XRP. There's no limit on it. They can create as much as they want. It's a Fed scheme. It is a central bank digital currency that is owned by the central banks. Don't be deceived by them having been sued by the SEC. All right, anyway, so, um, anyway, like I said, it really pissed me off to have to get into that shit uh, first <laughs> first thing in the morning with all these emails. And I was thinking, what, what? And see, I didn't watch all that. I came in late last night on the, on the stream. I was there for a few minutes uh, while I was making dinner. And that was it. I missed most of what everybody said. But I bitched and moaned about them while I was there because I heard Joe said he was going to sell at 38000 It's like, boy, you're going to freak a lot of people out. A lot of people don't understand digital currencies. They don't understand what's going on with it. They're acting on faith and trust. And so if you're going to talk, in my opinion, if you're a Woo person and you're going to talk about cryptos, you have a big fucking responsibility. You note, I don't say shit about what cryptos I might buy or not buy. I don't give trading advice. I don't get into that. I will never, ever, ever contact any of you people by a telegram offering you, an, uh, you know, trading information or get into my trading group or any of that shit. Those are all scammers. Okay, so, um, so okay, so now one last thing here on my last little bit into town here. Um, I'm not working. As much as I, I like Dick Algyer, as much as I like Daz and the and the crew, I am not working with Dick Algyer's remote viewing groups anymore. Okay, um, this this results uh, directly uh, because of the actions of Dick Algyer's handler, his tasker. Uh, so I, I I'm not going to get into the details. It's not pertinent at the moment. Uh, and they're really screwy and you got to understand the temporality of everything that was going on. But I had worked a, um, a recent remote viewing target uh, through Mike who is the tasker for Dick Algeir's group and uh, I was very, very, very dissatisfied in my opinion. Uh, there's something flaky going on and Mike even if it's even if he's honest, okay even if he's not being duplicitous, Uh, his assumptions about reality are so skewed that they impact um, the targets and I have proof in my last RV session with these guys. So I'm not going to be working with them anymore. Uh, I had 40 emails and a lot of discussions with Mike and uh, it was not, it didn't resolve well. So you know I have no hard feelings about Uh, uh, Dick or Daz or any of the guys, they do great work, Uh, they're going to continue to to do great work, Um, but me personally, I'm not going to interact with Mike and put a target out there for this guy to to do the tasking on because of his process and because of the uh, universal view that he has that, in my opinion, is skewing everything that he does. So, just to let you know, um, I won't be interacting with them anymore. I mean, Dick and I still send emails to each other, that kind of thing. Uh, there's, Dick is still doing great work, still showing up stuff a month ahead in detail and all of this sort of thing, right? Uh, but these um, selected targets uh, where, where Mike uh, is... Um, uh, intimately involved in the association uh, for the target itself um, uh, in my experience they've gone wonky uh, twice and so I don't want to have a third repetition especially with the negative um, actions that came from this last time uh, it was just a uh, <laughs> it was a screwed up mess guys and it and it kind of like uh I want to say, it's it brought some crap on my head, okay, and it and it may develop that this um, uh, uh that this last RV target uh is gonna be end up um, uh, participating in stuff in the future. I'll get into that at some point. Anyway, though, so just to let you know, I won't be doing stuff with Dick, but Dick's stuff is is quite trustworthy. Uh, I really like their monthly. Uh, reports of what's coming up in the next month, and in any event, <laughs> so uh, here we are. I'm sort of, sort of done with my bitching and moaning about the woo people, um, but we're coming up into some very, very, very serious times, and so um, the consequences of of making statements about the future. For especially for things like cryptos, uh, for us woo guys, are going to escalate very rapidly. All right, so you got to be—if you're a woo guy—you got to be really fucking careful. Uh, so you know, uh, what if Joe gets up there and says, you know, hey, I sold everything at thirty-eight thousand five hundred or whatever the fuck it is, right? Uh, by the way, resistance is thirty-eight thousand eight hundred eighty-nine. So I think you'd have to wait after that to see if there's going to be any kind of a crash. Nonetheless, what if he says, I sold everything at thirty-five $38,500. Boy, I'm happy now. I got, got all these tethers. Uh, and then uh, what if he says that in such a way that other people think that he's urging them to sell as well? And uh, then they sell, and they find themselves in the same predicament as him. Which is that you're going to have to spend more money to buy back what you used to have because there is not going to be that crash because the mechanism does not exist for there to be a resurgence in value in the dollar that would cause such a crash to occur. You can't have a an effective crash in in uh, solid assets. Okay, gold, silver, Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum. A uh, few other coins. They won't will will not crash as long as the dollar is uh, becoming weaker and weaker and weaker every day with this massive excessive printing. And so, um, under those circumstances, to think that that there is so basically, uh, if Joe had that dream, and if we had uh, moves to have the dollar backed by gold or something like that. I could say, yeah, there's actually a mechanism whereby this could occur. But right now there is no no mechanism that way. The dollar is not going to get any stronger. So you're not going to get silver down at $6. You're not ever going to be able to buy that again. And right now China is thinking about doing a bump where they would deliberately increase the price of silver. Cause all kinds of problems through all kinds of industries, but they desperately need this, and I'll get into that at some other point. But they desperately need that for their high-tech industry, specifically solar panels. Uh, they've got uh, China's got a world of hurt in their economy, and they are the CCP's top dog um, financier people are desperate to find ways out, and they're trying all of this shit that had been tried in the previous depression in the 1930s, just prior to that. None of it's going to work, of course, right? So uh, so you're not going to get a, a crash in any solid asset. Uh, we are not seeing crashes in uh, pricing for solid assets like um, uh, buildings and stuff like that and, and land. What we are seeing is a reduction in price as the debt attached to those is becomes so excessive it has to be laid off one way or another. And so we've got houses out here that had been listed at like six and seven million dollars. Big fucking houses, you know, 6,000 square feet kind of shit, right? And they didn't sell. Didn't sell for like more than a fucking year. And so they put them up on auction. And so they then they sell in auction because the debt's going to go 100% bad. The house would have to be foreclosed if the lenders didn't agree to do this auction reduction. And that's basically what it is. And so that house that was listed at six some odd millions of dollars, I think it was 6.5 million. That house has sold in auction for something less than half. Okay. I think it's, uh, we think, I've talked to some people, we think it's about um, uh, 2.5 million. And so it would have uh, been less than 50. So 50% of the debt would have been removed. Now, that's not a a crash in the house price. That is the uh, debt restructuring that we're going to go through every fucking place, all over the fucking planet, uh, as a result of the dollar dying. All this debt has to go away and be restructured. And so we will go through periods of that. But that's not a crash. Uh, It'll be a, quote, crash in solid prices... Uh, for solid things relative to debt based material. So here's a good example. Uh, recently I, just because, uh, I won't go into the details, but I've got to have a, I, we have to come to some conclusions about our house and do some stuff here. Um, and so, um, I, I was looking at housing and just was interested in it. Uh, and so I was looking and I found a house, uh, that just came up because of the way I worded the search. And this house was like, I think it was 1.75 million, you know. Uh, These numbers really freak me out, but I understand that, you know, it's the debt level, it's the degradation of the dollar that causes those numbers to be uh, attached to this house, right? Anyway, and so uh, this house at 1.75 million had been on the market for like eh, 180 days or something like that. And uh at the time that I came across it i I, I wasn't really that interested, but there were some aspects of it. I talked to my real estate agent fi- friend here, and he provided me with some information on it and I snooped around on the house because of some other ancillary things like the guy who built it right uh, I wanted to maybe contact him et cetera et cetera anyway though um, so this house at one one and three quarters millions uh, ended up selling and they sold for Bitcoin, okay? It was not a dollar transaction. How they've done this with the registering of it and all of that, I have no idea. I didn't look into that. <clears throat> but when the house sold, the $1.75 million, uh value uh, was uh, basically removed Um I don't know how the debt was dealt with or any of that. I don't have any of the details. But fundamentally, in dollar terms, it sold for about 900,000. But the whole transaction was done in Bitcoin. Now, okay, so this was this was done when Bitcoin was 21,000. So now Bitcoin is 34,000, and if you'd sold your house for all Bitcoin, you would have had this 30% increase in the amount of money that you had accepted for your house. So if they'd accepted 900,000 back then, and it had gone up, uh, 30%, they're now back up over 1 million at 1.2 million. And it is still rising in dollar terms relative to the transaction that they had done. Uh, again, I don't know how they structured the debt or dealt with the banks or any of that shit. So, so it's complicated guys. Uh, and it's going to get ever so much more so, especially next year, as the um, amount of uh, unreported um, printing of money, creating of digits, the amount of unreported creation of digits, uh, actually comes out. And when that happens, uh, we will have um, uh, some serious freakouts. We'll go from like say five or six or seven percent inflation. Uh, from the Fed, you know, and from mainstream media. And we actually know it's like 18 or 20 percent, but we'll go to 11 or 12 or 15 percent per month as it comes out as to how much money has been uh, printed that they didn't tell anybody about. It's this um, um, huge inflation issue uh, that's going to uh, show up for us Next year, it's going to precipitate uh, or participate in the uh, degradation of the federal government. I'm expecting millions of employees to just abandon their jobs and walk away because it won't be worth uh, showing up every day to get that measly paycheck that won't even cover your your rent or basics uh, later on. Anyway, guys, got to get moving. Okay, what's that saying?